Welcome to the Faith Driven Investor Podcast. If you're a fund manager, investor, or financial advisor driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. The best way to stay connected in the Faith Driven Investor community is to sign up for our newsletter, faithdriveninvestor.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. One of the things we've heard the community ask us for is help in finding great deals to invest in. And so we've launched Marketplace. It's a new platform of funds and direct deals. Everything from private equity and real estate funds to ETFs. From philanthropic to market rate deals spanning the U.S. and emerging markets. Check it out at faithdriveninvestor.org forward slash marketplace. While you're there, please send us any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you or any questions you have about being a faith-driven investor. All opinions expressed on this podcast, including the team and guests, are solely their opinions. Host and guest may maintain positions in the companies and securities discussed. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as specific investment advice for any individual or organization. Welcome back, everyone, to the Faith Driven Investor Podcast. While Chip Ingram, CEO and teaching pastor with Living on the Edge Ministries, has been a two-time guest on the FDE podcast, this is the first time we've had him speak to faith-driven investors. Today, you'll get to hear his talk from the Faith Driven Investor Conference. In it, he shares what the Bible has to say about investing as he challenges the bifurcation between giving to kingdom causes and investing in faith-driven ventures. Hear him ask, how might God use you to make a new paradigm so that you build businesses, you realize that this is an opportunity to also give generously and invest in kingdom impact? Let's listen in. I'm not really an investor. been a pastor for the last 30 years and, you know, I've written a few books and, and invested a little bit here and there. Uh, but I'm here, first of all, to welcome you and kind of kick this thing off. And second, to commend you. You know, there's a lot of investors that invest well, and then they take their profits and are very generous for Kingdom Impact. But there's not many investors who really get that what you actually build in terms of the marketplace, uh, what you invest in and how you develop that can have as much Kingdom Impact as even your philanthropy or your generous giving. And so what I wanna do is three things. I wanna give you a little biblical precedent for what we're gonna do. I wanna challenge that whole bifurcation that you know, when we give money to kingdom causes, to church and to projects, that's the work of God. And over here, it's, uh, you know, we do marketplace ministry to make money. I'm gonna really challenge you to rethink that. And then third, I have a story. Uh, I'm not much of an investor, but recently I got to make an investment and everything that you're going to talk about, I think my story might be a parable for the entire conference. So, biblical precedent. I'm very familiar passage, but I'm gonna look at it a little bit differently. Follow along, Matthew chapter 25. Uh, this is the third parable about being ready for the Lord's return. Uh, verse 14, it says, for it is just like the man about to go on a journey, Jesus is speaking, who called his own slaves and entrusted them with his possessions. Uh, to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one each, according to his ability. The one who received the five talents put his talents to work, traded them, worked in business, and got five more talents. In the same way, the one with two talents put his to work and gained two more talents. But the one who received the one talent dug a hole, put his money in the ground for his master's money. 
Now, after a long time, the master came back to these slaves and he, business term, settled the accounts. Uh, when the one had come and received the talents, he said, I have five talents, master. I've invested them and I have five more. And notice he says, the master says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Very interesting. I want you to catch this. I will put you in charge of many things and enter the joy of your master. Uh, most of you know the story. The two talents receive the same commendation and the one with one talent is uh, sharply criticized and his one talent is given to the other because he's irresponsible with it. Uh, now, I don't want to teach this whole passage, but there's a handful of observations in this passage that I think are a biblical precedent for faith-driven entrepreneurs. First of all, a talent here wasn't coinage. It was a literally uh, like a block of metal with value. And probably the best way to get it is uh, a talent was usually about 6,000 denarii. And that would be, are you ready? The one talent person basically got what it would, a daily wage for 20 years. You know, sometimes I've heard this taught and people think, oh, I only have one talent. Now think about not having to work for 20 years. That's a lot of money. The two talent would be someone who said, how much do you make in 40 years? There you go. Here's a block of money, I want you to invest it. And the five talent son was given literally enough money that if he worked every day, he wouldn't have to work for 100 years. Here's my point. They all have very significant amount of money. Second, it's each according to his ability. You know, it's not egalitarian. God entrusts different things to different people according to their ability, and then he evaluates and rewards them, not based on how much, but what did they do with what he gave them. Third, um, there's a dual role. Uh, in the ancient Near East, during this time when Jesus is talking, a slave would almost become like a partner. Yes, he's a slave. Yes, technically he was owned, but there would be a very familiar uh, relationship. And so as he goes off, he has two roles. One, he's a steward. This is your money, master, but you've entrusted all this to me. Second, though, he's an investor. Uh, and, and don't think when he says he invested the five talents, don't think, you know, like he, he put it in a 401k or he, you know, put it in some financial institution. Because of the way this is written and the time and the group, in other words, he created a business. He had to invest in a business. So he had the dual role of steward and investor. Fourth observation is notice the reward. His reward isn't, wow, you had five talents, here's five more, here's more money. He says, I'll put you in charge of many things. In other words, you know, when you've built a business, when you invest and when it grows, um, the reward is the impact, the platform, the extent. And what he's saying to them is, your trustworthiness has allowed me to give you an extended impact. And you know, if you, when you invest, just like all of us in whatever we do, when you're made for it, when you think, you pray, you know, you invest in this person, you help them along the way, you give insight here. You, it, when it grows, there's great reward. But then notice, not only is there a horizontal thing that happens in terms of extent of impact, more responsibility, but there's a vertical one. Now enter into the joy of your master. What I want you to get here is that investing, building a business, 
taking uh, money that God has given to you and creating it in businesses with people that can really make a difference, that provide goods and services that create jobs, uh, that make an impact in employees' lives, that are goods and services that, that bless the common good of other people. That's very significant impact. You know, by contrast, okay, I, I'm a pastor. And so my only investments are, you know, most workers are like me. And I'll say, you have a 403B, right? And so I've put a little money out of my paycheck for 30-some years. And, you know, it's a fidelity or a principal or a this or that. And they send me a bunch of papers. And yes, by now, I do have a financial planner. And, you know, hey, by the way, we need you to go into your website in large cap, small cap. I have no idea really what I'm doing. And I don't know whether Fidelity or Principal or any of those groups, I, you know, I know that we're not investing in immoral stuff, but I've seen investments in my life just as I need some money for later. I've never thought ever in my life, um, where are you putting that money and could your money in investments have a kingdom impact rather than just I've taken my money and I've had a great chance to give in kingdom causes. And so I want you to really think this, how might God use you to change a whole new paradigm so that as you build businesses and as you coach people and as you develop people, you realize this is an opportunity, not just to make money, not just make money even to give, but both in. Yes, make money so that you can give generously for kingdom causes, but what if you invested in things that had kingdom impact by the virtue of the actual investment. Now, here's the story I wanna tell you. And, you know, many of you, obviously, you've invested, you know, lots of money and millions of dollars, and, and I'm, I'm a pastor, right? But over the years, I've been debt-free, and, and I've written a few books, and I made some pre-decisions about what to do with that money, and probably like many of you, when I was young, I learned to tithe, and then I learned to do kind of proportional giving. And in the last maybe eight or 10 years, I've had a handful of times where God has allowed me to make a six-figure uh, gift, you know, and, and to the church, to building program, missions, living on the edge. And it's been just an amazing joy to see God provide resources I never dreamed I would have and to see it invested in, you know, books in China or missions things. And, you know, it's been really exciting because I never saw myself ever as a major donor, and yet, over the years, I've gotten to be a, a bit of that here and there. Well, about, must have been, I don't know, two, three years ago, there was a young man who I really believed in, and it's a long story, but it was an investment in a, in a group, and um, my wife and I, as we prayed about it, had a prompting from God. Now, I, I've never invested in a company, I've never invested in a startup, and if you knew the whole story, you would know maybe why we were prompted, but I won't go into that. And so um, I've kind of come to at this stage of my life where, yes, I want to put some money aside, but at the end of the day, it's numbers on a piece of paper. I don't want to die with a bunch of numbers on a sheet of paper. And this young investor that I really believed in, um, I took $100,000 out of my uh, savings, and he, he couldn't go full-time on his startup. And that allowed him to go full-time on his startup. Now, um, because he was related to Henry and got coached and mentored by Henry, uh, he was going to be a, a faith-driven, right, entrepreneur. 
And so built into his strategy was we're going to have ministry. We're going to have a kingdom impact. Built into his concepts where these are our values. Uh, every time he does an off-site, he tells the story. This is what God has done. These are what our values. He's hired both Christians and non-Christians. Uh, another part of his story was um, it, it has to do with, uh, you know, cars and repair and software and stuff that I don't really understand. But part of it was we want to help people as a part of our, you know, we have a dashboard of success, and one of our dashboards is maintenance for moms. We want, we want to help moms, single moms in desperate situations, and whether that's repair. Well, okay, so he got his first round of funding, and that did really well, and, and you know, I was glad because there was a big part of me that thought, well, you know, I really believe in that guy, and if I never see that, it's not like I have a lot of money laying around, but I thought, I, God told me to do it, so I did it. Well, then he got a second round of funding, and it just went, you know, like off the charts. Well, here's what I want you to get. Um, I got to be a part of his first emails. You know, when it's family and friends, uh, we would meet over coffee and he would talk about, these are my dreams. I got to do a little coaching just, just now and then from a distance, not the business side, but just the heart side. And then, um, little by little by little, uh, I watched him as he just championed his faith. Every month for, I don't know, the last six, eight, nine months, they have given a car given a car to a single mom, but not just a car, but with discipleship, with meeting with her friends and family. Every time, it's actually in this building that I'm in right now, when they do the car, all the employees come out and they gather around and they give the car and then they pray for her. Well, now he's got a group of people in you know one of the Eastern European countries and 15 or 20 or 30 people there. And there was a lady there that's a part of that company that had a one of the only one or two outreaches of, uh, there's all more abortions happened in that country than anywhere in all of Europe. And, and so now there's ministry there. I've looked at, first it was 30, then 50, then 70. All these people now have jobs. Here's the virus. All these people, they have jobs, they have ministry, and then he has these off-sites, and he keeps championing, this is why, this is what God says. And you know what I realize? I'm really glad when I've been able to give a six-figure gift to a ministry in China or ministry to help build a building at a church or ministry over in this place or that place. But when I look at the investment that I made, um, I'm looking at all these families being changed. Now, one of his employees um, lives very near to me, and I've seen the evidence in his life. I'm seeing moms get ministered to. I'm seeing international ministry occur. I'm seeing a whole group of people with a testimony to all their clients all across the country. And by the way, um, when he did that second round, I just thought to myself, it'd be kind of nice to at least get my money out of it. I'm not sure where it's going to go. The return on my investment was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and what I want you to know is that as you all start this conference, I want you to really be thinking about not just here's my investments, how do we make money, and then be generous with it. I'm going to challenge you, and you're going to have great speakers to know all about this. I want to challenge you to be that kind of servant who says, I'm going to give generously out of my profits, of course, but I want to be a part of marketplace ministries 
with faith-based entrepreneurs that have a kingdom mindset so that the impact in the marketplace is not just money, it's not just a return on my money, but I mean it's lives and it's transformation and you invest your money in people. You know, when I read this little parable, I thought to myself, uh, you know, think of the Jewish culture. Do you think these slaves went out and, and cut a deal with Rome in a business or with some Gentiles? What did they do? They met some other Jews, people they trusted, they built a relationship and they built a business and pretty soon, he had a hundred years worth, right? Big, big money. Now he's got 200 years worth of denarii. And he did that because he built relationship and ministry and investment in people and saw the kingdom impact, not just in the profit, but in the actual process. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We're very, very grateful for the opportunity to serve the larger faith-driven investor community. Hey, the best way for you to stay connected is to sign up for our monthly newsletter at faithdriveninvestor.org. And while you're there, we of course want to hear from you. We derive great joy from interacting with many of you, and it's been very rewarding to see people join the discussion now from all around the world. But it's also very important to us that you feel like this is your show and that you'll help make it something that best equips you on your journey, one that you're proud of and one that you'll share with others. This podcast, it wouldn't be possible without the help from many of our friends, executive producer, Justin Foreman, program director, Johnny Wills, music by Carl Kegwell. You can see and hear more of his work at summerdregs.com and audio and editing by Richard Barley of Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. Mm-hmm.